0: Welcome to the 180th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast.
1: Man. Hooray! Hot dog. This far. Oof. I'm still in shock we've made it this far. You know. It's
2: nice though. Not that it's a bad thing, but like. Wait, what book are we in? Four of six.
3: When did I come in? Partially through three? Okay. I don't remember anything. I'm just here.
4: Where did I come in? Partway through two? Yeah, we found Rob's character in the Moyang Expanse where his fingers were all jacked up from being a spellcaster and them not wanting to cast spells. And then we found Heidi tied up in that town that was being set on fire.
3: I was not tied up, but definitely Ooh was. She was having a time. Ooh was. Sorry.
2: (laughs) It was like, this could have been fun if it were not for the circumstances of me being alone. Exactly. (laughs) Foreplay! I mean, they did a little bit of enemies to lovers. Our first meeting was not exactly super friendly. No, no, it was not.
0: Normally, I have a very fun topic to start this off with, but I don't today, so I'm going to throw it over to Christine. What fun topic do you have to start the show off with?
1: Uh, what? <laughs> no pressure or anything.
2: Okay, Rob? Waffles, go. The superior breakfast food. Are round.
4: No. Not always.
2: Sometimes they're square. Yeah. Sometimes they're fun shapes. What's everybody's favorite waffle topping? There we go. Ice cream.
4: (laughs) Ooh. Fried chicken.
3: (laughs) Okay. And some syrup. (laughs) Call it a day.
4: Yep, yep, yep.
2: Yep. That sounds amazing,
0: actually. Now I want chicken and waffles. I do love some good chicken and waffles.
3: Someone said that chicken and waffles was actually invented in New York City.
5: Really? A
0: scandalo.
3: That's what I had heard.
5: Uh, Maybe. Why are they called Belgian? The waffles weren't invented
4: in New York City. City. The marrying of fried chicken and waffles and oh.
5: syrup
4: happened somewhere beyond the scope of when the waffles were created or when the fried chicken was created.
3: I was going to ask what your favorite boogers were, but like, you know,
2: it's waffle dog kind a thing <laughs> waffle dog. I don't even know what that would be.
3: This feels like 13 year olds talking about. Waffles.
5: A waffle Dog, and it's a Norwegian, Swedish, Danish holiday.
3: Oh. When is it?
5: Was it Fat Tuesday? It's on the 25th of March.
2: Okay. We missed it. That's a shame.
4: So the British have Pancake Day.
2: Oh. IHOP has Pancake Day. My college had Pancake Madness.
4: Yeah, but Pancake Day is Fat Tuesday for... Britain, like pancakes aren't like a staple like breakfast food there and they're not even like our pancakes they're more like crepes because they're very thin and then they put like this lemon stuff on them and they have them once a year i mean i guess you could eat whatever but that's the thing pancake day it's their fat tuesday it's the same as the fosnox for the pennsylvania dutch well, that's a once a year thing so it's the same thing mardi gras all the same
5: this is interesting. So instead of like syrup and butter, they put cream and jam on their waffles for these the Waffle Day.
1: That's what I'm more used to for waffles, honestly. Like a cream and fruit
5: sounds good. I mean,
0: I'm always down for a good waffle. Any good food, I'm down for. You
5: know, isn't there something called like a Dutch stroopwaffle? Yeah, stroopwaffle. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, but those aren't for breakfast. I don't think. I think they're just like a thing like desserts almost
2: yeah they're probably more like snacky or dessert because they're like thin little waffles sandwiched with like
5: caramel and so does waffle just refer to the vertical and horizontal lines i believe so
2: so we get things like waffle cones The more you know. Sean has a lot of experience with waffle combs. Not me looking this up now.
5: (laughs) I'm waffling on which one's my favorite, though. (laughs) I was waiting for a waffle bun somewhere.
2: Yep. Knew somebody was going to do it.
5: It was a carefully laid plan months in advance.
1: Oh, wow. It dates all the way back to, like, medieval
5: origins. Well, I'm not that old. Waffles?
1: Yeah. Well, back then, it's more like flat cakes, thanks to the Greeks. They call them obelios. Apparently, do, 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 do. I'm just, I'm skimming. I'm not really reading because we don't have time to go through this entire thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise! This is now a waffle history podcast. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I would argue that flat cakes saying that flat cakes are the origin of waffles is. It's like flat cakes are the, or the, are the origin of every cake, because then you were like, I'm going to serve them for breakfast. And they're pancakes. I'm going to put a stamp on it and it's a waffle. I'm going <laughs> to make four
5: of them on top of each other with icing in the middle. And now it's cake. I saw on the baking channel, you talk about a flat cake. They had crepe cakes, which are literally stacks of crepe with like icing on them. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. With like a cream or icing in the middle. And-
5: yeah. It's like, Wow.
1: Delicious. Similar to, well, not that similar, but the, the French also have a dessert called Millefeuille, which literally translates to thousands.
2: Oh yeah, the Millefeuille, the Millefeuille, whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just layers upon layers of like thin crispy pastry so 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 good anyway
0: okay now that we're all hungry still want chicken and
1: waffles yeah right like i started talking about the fact that we're 20 episodes away from 200 episodes and then we're like but waffles though (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a
2: testament to who we are this is what people really come here for they have waited 180
0: episodes for the waffle talk yep
5: (laughs) I think this is Sean's fault. I love Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Never give me an opening.
0: For the waffle talk or the podcast
4: in general? (laughs) Waffle talk. You open the door to this.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, enough waffling, I guess. We'll get back into the game. So last week, you guys managed to talk to the rest of the regents. And you've had varying degrees of success. I won't tell you where, but you do. And after the question and answer portion of our day, the chief regent, Forge Master Kelda Halrig, steps back to converse with the rest of the group of regents, and you hear some. Uh, uh, uh huh. Mm hmm. hmm. No, no. Yeah. Okay. 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 After they've had a conversation, she turns around and comes up to you and says, "It seems as if you have made a." good impression with the rest of the regents we would like to offer you each something from any of our guilds that you would like mechanically you are given a choice of a permanent item of 12th level or lower Ooh. So we can talk about this off mic. We don't have to bore everyone with it, but you all get a free 12th level or lower item that is common or uncommon.
4: Okay. Nothing like telling us ahead of time to be prepared. Yeah, right? No, 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 no.
0: I'm telling you now because I don't think it'll come into play. And if it does, we can just retroactively add the bonuses or detriments or whatever. But I'll give you guys some time to think about that. Then she looks around and says, now that the formalities are are completed we would love to offer you a place to stay and recoup for a little bit before you continue on your search for this group that is somewhere you think down here unless you have any questions please follow me
3: and we do we
1: thank you so much for your generosity we are glad that we're able to Make an impression.
0: (laughs) And with that, she smiles and the entire court of regents looks around and smiles and says, thank you. Thanks you for going through the pomp and circumstance of visiting them without grumbling too much about it. Which I don't think you guys grumbled about at all. So, you know, they're very happy. Most outsiders find it like tedious to go through. So she leads you to a smaller building... Off to the side, that is an inn, and unlocks the door and says, "Uh, This inn is no longer open to the public. It is for esteemed guests only, which you are now. There should be enough rooms for each of you to have your own, and we have some innovations that we've been working on. I don't want to give them away, but let us know what you think. And with that, she leaves and you are all kind of let loose to do whatever you'd like. Soup.
2: Yes, fine. Go go have your soup.
5: Clothes.
2: (laughs) Yes, please put those on.
5: We would all like that. Yes. Gonna put my clothes back on before I forget.
0: (laughs) All right. I will give you your armor bonuses back. So as you look around, they call it an inn. It's more of like a guest house. So you're all led to this building and it is a large house that was once an inn but is now a like for dignitaries who visit or whatnot so you are all invited in there's enough rooms for each of you to have your own room if you would like most of the beds are king size or larger so there's plenty of room fresh sheets everything when you look around you notice that they have tubs and they have somehow managed to get hot and cold running water in here, which is something they've been trying and experimenting with.
4: I've heard about these from
0: Absalom, <laughs> but only in murder hotels.
2: Are you divorced, knife sword? To take another bath?
0: What's he smelling like these days? I like, haven't gotten close. I mean,
4: let's not tell him. But yeah.
0: <laughs> so you guys are free. It's like six o'clock at night. You are free to roam around the city as you would like. Otherwise, we can kind of fast forward, unless there's something you'd like to do here.
2: I mean, can we start trying to gather intel and see if there are any rumblings of something strange with like the Scarlet Triad or anything? There's like a whole gather information thing you can do. Yeah. Does anybody object to this plan? No, 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 not at all.
4: No. Nope. I kind of sometimes with these books where there is a very thin sliver of thread as to why we're here, like plot wise, lose track of what we're doing. And since we spent several episodes talking to dwarves and trying to convince them to let us help them, yeah, let's gather information. Let's see if we can get this plot train moving along.
0: All right. So if you spend typically about two hours or more, you can uh, make a diplomacy check to gather information.
1: Are we supposed to be doing those blind or not? I'm confused. I mean,
0: yes and no. It doesn't really matter for this. What are you each doing? We'll start with Christine.
2: I think is just kind of wandering around, seeing if there are like seedier areas of town to maybe explore. Like, you know, if there's like a market, are there anything like dark alleys or whatever. And Jasper is kind of uh, helping her out with things since he is in elf form again. So yeah, just kind of wandering around. If there's like a, like I said, like a market or like a bunch of inns or bars and just seeing if there's anything she can pick up on that thing, there might be some kind of unrest or other newcomers around or things happening in the surrounding areas. Soria and Jasper both got 33. Ooh, we'll go
0: with her. Okay. All right, so you manage to find yourself in the farm borough section. This is actually one of the newer sections of the city, but it looks really run down already. As you kind of look around, you notice that all of the buildings here are made out of wood, which is very strange for a dwarven city. And as you are kind of chatting with folks, you find out that this is the newest section of town, like I said, but also the poorest section of town. There's not much going on here, really, with what you're looking for. You notice that these are farmers and people who harvest from the fungus farms in this area. Okay, have they heard about anybody going missing or anything or... Actually, yes, there's rumors going around that 10 people from the Guild of Faith and Guild of Finery missing. Haya, what is Brianna doing?
1: Girl, I don't know. (laughs) Brianna's going, probably going to go and tour the religious district and see how that is and probably offer some prayers and see if she can listen in there.
0: Okay. So the religious district is in the district called Earthfire. It is also the heart of the smithing industry. You find the Temple of Torag there, the central feature of this hammer-shaped temple of Torag is a massive forge. While most of those who work the forges in Earthfire, you notice that they're very quiet when you walk in and they don't really look at you.
1: As in like they're busy or they're like, ugh, this outsider, let's ignore her sort of thing.
0: A little of A, a little of B. But as you start offering prayers and whatnot, they do seem to kind of warm up to you a little bit. And as they start talking to you, you hear that there's rumors of Droskar. Worship. Mmm. Do I
1: know what Droskar
0: is? Give me a religion check, please.
1: Don't fail me now. Oh, finally, a nat 20 for a 38.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Fucking finally. <laughs> you know everything. Gasp,
1: Droskar you say?
0: Yes, Droskar is known as the Dark Smith. His alignment is neutral evil. His edicts are to achieve goals at any cost, continually improve your abilities, establish dominance and work ceaselessly. His anathema is a fail to work towards goals or grow in skill, relax excessively or give into sloth. The alignments that normally follow him are lawful evil, neutral evil, chaotic evil. Favorite weapon is a light hammer. Domains are duty, earth, trickery, and tyranny. Dominate is one of his cleric spells. You also know that worship of Droskar in Kovlar is not only severely frowned upon; it is very much not allowed.
1: Okay, so you're saying they were having issues with possible worshippers.
0: There's rumors that a Droskar temple is somewhere in the city.
1: Huh? And they have no idea where or. Yep. Interessant croissant. Okay. How do you spell Droskar? I'm trying to
0: note take.
4: D-R-O-S-K-A-R. Good job, Sean. That was a good pronunciation. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. He has the toil domain, which is also an alternate domain for him. Like, it sounds like he's okay, but really when he says, like, Work ceaselessly, literally meaning work until you die. Droskar is a hard and unforgiving god, his relatively simple tenets enforced with brutal efficiency. Teaches that success and safety come only through unceasing toil and work that purifies the soul. Lessons that prepare the spirits of his followers to hate him in the Ashen Forge for eternity.
4: I feel like all good gods would not like Drosgar, yeah? Yeah. He's
0: the opposite of Tore.
4: Worshippers are normally
0: dwarves and Dwergar. His realm is the Ashen Forge in the Abyss.
2: Sounds hot there.
1: how are they with slavery? I'm trying to like see if I can piece this
2: together with. I mean if it's, yeah that's my thought. If it's a forge god we know dwarves have been working with the triad. We've run into them before. Someone has to be making the manacles and driving people to work until they die that that seems like uh, slave owners.
0: You know, you're not wrong. Let me f- drop a picture of him into our chat. Oh, what the?
4: So he's made of chains with Smoke coming out of his mouth.
2: Yeah, like sentient mass of chain. He's holding a hammer.
4: Well I guess there's a there's a body under there. He's little hands sticking out. he's just covered in chains with hooks at the
2: end. Is his beard and hair made out of smoke?
1: Is that what I'm getting?
2: Yeah, it looks like that. I assume that's like the Eternal Forge or whatever. It's very
1: cool. I mean, bad.
0: Good design, terrible character. So Droskar views Toreg as a hypocrite because Toreg commands legions of celestial servitors while he condemns Droskar for slavery. Most dwarves despise Droskar, and ostracize or attack his worshipers, who in turn enslave dwarves when possible. The only dwarven god who harbors any sympathy for Droskar is Drangvit, D-R-A-N-N-G-V-I-T, while Grundir hopes to reconcile him and Torag and bring him back into the Pantheon. So yes, he is pro-slavery.
1: Okay, so the likelihood is that If the Scarlet Triad is truly here, they have reached the worshippers of Droskar and are having some form of or coalition that way. That's what we're assuming, right guys?
2: Sounds like a sensible hypothesis to me.
1: Thank you so much for this information, she will say to her new besties. Is there anywhere else or somebody else I might be able to speak to to follow up on? Perhaps the local constable or military or I don't know.
0: <laughs> One of the dwarves looks at you and goes, no, but if you find any of them, just make sure they're not here for later. What? What? Their kill on site? Or capture so we can find out where their shadow forges is.
1: Oh, I, I'm not planning to to join them if that is your concern, friend. I'm certainly hoping to bring them to justice.
0: Good. <laughs> Good. Heidi, who is with Soraya, correct? Correct. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to do while Soraya is speaking with the inhabitants of this area?
3: There are no, like, taverns, are there, in this part of town?
0: Not really. Again, this is a very poor part of town.
3: This is more aggro. That's where all the seediest bars are.
0: Well, yeah. Like every t- every part of town needs their watering hole. That's true. All right. Yeah, you can find a bar.
3: I slip the bartender a gold piece. Oh no. <laughs> find me the gambling room.
0: You're looking for a casino.
3: I'm looking for a back alley where there is some real money to be made.
0: Oh, uh, well, uh, you may um, uh, want to try uh, down the street a little bit. Is this guy okay? <laughs> Do
2: you smell burnt toast? I mean, he's probably just had a giant orc woman hand him more money than he's ever seen in his life.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you've paid his rent for the next year, essentially.
3: Yeah, yeah. Lead, lead me there.
0: Uh, uh, uh sure, sh- 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 sure. And he leads you out of the bar, kind of down the street a little bit, and around a corner, and you find that there is just like a back alley game of dice going on.
3: I start sniffing around, and I tell him, don't you leave, you stay right there. And I go walk up to the, the game of dice. I just watch their game for just a moment, to get the hang of it, and then I say I want in, and I drop like just a copper piece, and I want to play.
4: Okay, so give me a... Society to understand the game. Yeah,
0: society, that works. Okay. I feel like society is like the best catch-all that they've put out.
2: It's a good one, yeah. 25.
0: Okay, so you win a couple rounds, then you lose a couple rounds, and you're going back and forth, never really gaining much, but never really losing a lot.
3: And then I stick down a silver.
0: And you see everyone's eyes light up.
3: Oh, it was gonna get jumped? <laughs> <laughs> there is more where this came from. What do y'all know about some seedy shit that's been going down? Oh, um, well, um, uh, uh, wh- what do you mean? Don't you fuck with me, little man. <laughs> I will crush you like a bug.
1: Yes, mommy. I mean...
3: <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Tell me the secrets of what's been going on in this town. I know some weird shit's been going down. I know you see a lot. Tell me. Tell me.
0: Uh, uh, well, um, apparently there's been some issues recently um, getting food for the rest of the people who can afford it. Uh, but, but apparently there's some giant lake serpents in the lake here.
3: That's not what I'm talking about, little man. I'm talking about... Bigger baddies, missing people.
0: Oh, uh, uh, missing people. Yes. Um. Um. There are are some uh, two people who are missing. Looking for uh, a, a man named uh, Zamak and, and a tailor missing named Algret. They they seem to have been tied to some rumors of a hidden forge somewhere, but that's all that's all that's all we've heard.
3: What were those names again?
0: Zamak, Z-A-M-A-K, and Al Al-Gret,
4: A-L-G-R-E-T. You're doing great, John. Good pronunciations.
0: Yeah. Woohoo! Woo. Go sean. This is what happens when I uh, read ahead and try and figure out names.
2: (laughs) He hasn't even like spilled things out for me and asked me how I would pronounce them lately.
0: No, I learned that I can right click using one of my PDF viewers and have it speak the name. It's not necessarily the greatest because it only has American pronunciation, but then if you throw it into like Google and stuff, it can help you out,
3: so. So just as a reminder again, Zamek and Algret are two people who have gone missing. Yes and they're tied to a hidden forge?
0: To a shadow forge. That might not make sense to you with just the parts of information that she has, but when you all come together and talk about it, it might link up.
3: Okay, and who are Zamek and Algrit? Are they your friends? Are they your neighbors?
0: They're—they're uh, they're not really our friends. We actually don't don't know them. Uh, They—they've they, they, just been reported as uh, as missing, and, and and the rumors are that that they they, they they were a part of a shadow forge.
4: Part of a shadow forge.
1: Hmm.
2: Sounds like they're following what's his face. Smoke face. Smoke face. Droscar.
0: Droskar, yes. I feel like that's something yelled in like World of Warcraft to like for a warrior before they charge or something. Droskar Droskar yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Damn. I wish I had the addle brain. <laughs> I would feed that to them right now so bad. And just take all their money and go. I mean, I don't know how far you wandered from Serea, who has the Adelbrand. <laughs> 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 it's been so perfect. It's fine. Again, we're traveling together. <laughs> like we—oh, we are. We are. Is Serea with me at this time? She might be, like you know, waiting with the the barkeep. Okay, I tell the dice people, you wait right here. Don't you fucking move. And I'll go back. I'll walk up to Serea. Just you know, like you know, when you're not passing somebody, but you're shoulder to shoulder, and you're whispering in somebody's ear, baby girl you i throw some of that brain just right over there and then we'll take their money and then we'll just leave.
4: Pretty sure brain has to go into a fire.
3: That's what I was checking to see if it had to be lit up
2: or
0: not. I believe it does have to be lit on fire.
2: Either lit with flame or tossed into a fire.
3: Damn it. I mean, is there a fire anywhere nearby?
0: Not really, no.
3: Damn it, okay. I don't know how things work.
0: They have it set up so they can grab their stuff and run if, uh, you know, the guards show up.
2: Well, hang on, let me see what fun things I can do. <laughs> they could be having this conversation quickly and quietly of like, oh, that's not going to work, but what
3: are you looking to do? Knock him out, but not kill him. Knock him out? Well, that's, that's good, thank you. I don't want to kill him, I just want to shake him a little, you know?
2: <laughs> oh, well, here, how about this? And she flicks some yellow musk poison into the back of the alley. So it's a powdered pollen from a yellow musk creeper that addles the mind. It's inhale. Yeah, flicks it over there. It makes a cloud of poison. They have to make a will save. Stage one, they're fascinated by the poison cloud. Stage two,
0: they can't use any actions but to move closer to it. Okay. What is your save?
3: 32 was the DC.
0: They're not going to make that. (laughs) (laughs) So it takes effect right away.
3: Should we try to get their change?
2: You were the one that wanted to do that. Whatever you want to do, you only have a few seconds. If I walk into this cloud,
3: am I going to get tripped up? Just hold your breath. (gasps) And she walks.
4: You were too close. You breathed it in.
3: Uh, She holds her breath and tries to go in for some change and dip.
0: All right. So you go in and you grab the four copper that they've been gambling with
3: Hooray!
4: Hope you feel good about yourself.
1: I love that you put down a gold piece.
2: (laughs) No, the bartender has the gold piece. She put down a silver piece.
1: Right, that she like so readily threw in a gold piece is what I'm saying to the bartender. And then here she's like,
2: ha ha, copper pieces. I got it, (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln. It's just her pirate instincts.
3: (laughs) Right as we're going to walk away, I I turn to the barkeep and I say, don't you fucking say a word. Because if you do, I know where you are now.
0: (laughs) Roll an intimidation check.
3: Sure. Natural one.
4: No. 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 Oh, my God. He's like, is she flirting with me? Is that what's happening? (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, It was a four on the die for 23.
4: That is a
0: critical success for this generic bartender.
3: He's like level one character.
0: Level zeros, but yeah. All right. Next up is
5: Rob. Hello. What are you doing? I'm going to go to the market and going to sit up on a box or something. And I'm going to start busking a ventriloquist act with milk using ghost sound. And I'm trying to look and see, kind of get the flow of the market, see what's going on. If anything looks really out of place, if things look normal. Everything looks normal from what you can tell. Give
0: me a performance check, please.
5: All right. It's going to start off like a normal thing. And then like, as I get into it, Milkier's responses are going to be more and more cryptic and scary. And I'm just going to be like, hey, dude, you're, you're killing the mood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you get? I, I don't know. Okay, cool. I do. And at the end of the day, that's really what matters.
0: What information are you trying to get?
5: Just to see if there's like anything that looks kind of out of place. Like, you know, maybe there's like a booth or something that looks like it's new people or a closed down booth that is like right in the middle of things like it would be normally active or, you know, people being skittish and sneaky and going into back rooms and Intimidating people, stealing gold, coppers, you know, um, stuff like that.
0: Okay. So as you are observing everything around here, nothing is really standing out, weirdly enough. How much money am I making? Uh, you're getting a copper or two pitched at you every now and then. Nice, nice. And as you are performing, you're not really getting any great information, not really discovering anything.
5: I'm going to move my box to a more posh area and try again. Okay. Give me another performance check. Malkia keeps going on and on about how the whole party wants to strip me (laughs) and throw me into something. Some (laughs) kind of cylinder. I don't know. Scary.
0: Okay, so this time it's a little bit better. You're getting a couple silvers pitched at you every now and then. But more importantly, you hear about some shoddy workmanship coming out of the Anvillers Guild. Which is strange, one, but two, not something that's tolerated within the guild.
5: All right. I'm going to focus on stuff talking about that. Okay. Start making a list of the mentions, like maybe something like in particular that they're talking about, like what in particular was shoddy. If it's all concentrated from like one sector or...
2: Are we just about to find like
0: this city's Ian Nasir? You find out that some of the weapons coming out of the guild are substandard. Hmm. Okay. Which again is strange considering that the Anvilers Guild is known for producing the highest quality weapons and armor. And again, it's so renowned for crafting amazing items that normal surface dwellers like send missives requesting it. So rumors of shoddy workmanship? coming from them is very weird.
5: Brianna would know more about weapons than I do. Gotta come tell me. Once I get that, I'm going to write that all down, and then I'm going to go find a spa and have a spa day and get, like, you know, get a mani-patty and cleaned up and, you know.
2: (laughs) Okay. Wait, you clean? What? Except by cleaned up, he means a mud bath. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: That tracks. Okay. All right,
4: Matt, what are you doing? So... I've watched enough true crime to know that when you're advertising for something illicit, you don't advertise for the illicit thing, you advertise for something innocuous, and then you make the price stupid. If you look on Craigslist and someone's selling a $10,000 toaster, they're probably doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So Twin Talons gonna head to the marketplace, and just look to see if there are any stalls that just seem don't be doing any business. Cause there's also that place that everybody I think is aware of somewhere in their like their town or their city that you're like, there's a restaurant and you've never seen anybody eat there, but somehow it's been open for like twenty years, and you're like, there's no way that's a restaurant. That's something else. <laughs> That's a front. Yeah, just trying to get a lay of the land, whether there's like a front for something where there's like a business doesn't seem to be doing any business or whether there's a business where like the prices just seem really odd, like something that might be a front for something else.
0: Sure. So as you are headed to that section of town, you bump into Al Jorner Tora Gernis. She is the dwarf in charge of the Carpenters Guild that you spoke to earlier. And she looks at you and goes, oh, nice to see you again. I actually have a favor to ask of you and your friends. If you have a few moments to help me out. You seem to be very knowledgeable about architecture, which is why I need you and your friends to help me out. If you can't.
4: Go on.
0: You see, I believe that there is someone trying to bring down the walls that protect us from all of the denizens of the Underdark out here. I brought it up in one of our other meetings of the regents, but was told by Mountainheart Chiselrock that it was impossible. And then Chiselrock, convince the Archmage that there was nothing to worry about. I'm concerned that there is something happening to our walls that could cause the wards that keep the undead out fall and and cause a problem for us down the road where they might fail and then the city would be overrun by the undead denizens beyond the wall. And you can see how that would be a bad thing. Sure, sure. I was wondering if you could take some time to investigate the structure tied to the Stonemasons Guild and the Guild of Spells. I know it would take you about a day to do, but I feel that this is of the utmost importance, but I'm not getting any assistance from the other
4: regions. Well, I mean, if Mountainheart Chiselrock says there's nothing to see here, then maybe we should take a look. Sorry, he seemed to be the only one that really didn't like us very much.
0: He has an issue with uh, most surface dwellers. He doesn't trust them for whatever reason.
4: I guess that's fair. But in any case, I'm happy to take a look. We've been doing some renovating back where we're from at our, our fortress, and I'm pretty familiar with how walls should be structured. So if there's anything there I see, I'm, I'm happy to let you know. We'll take a look.
0: That would be amazing. Thank you so much.
4: All right. So it's when will take a right and then uh, go toward the stonemasons guild. Was stonemason in the spell? Yes, spell weaver guild. It's basically the people that build the walls, the that enchant the walls, essentially.
0: Yeah, and they're the ones also in charge of maintaining and making sure that the wards don't fall or anything like that so that they can keep the undead outside and the living inside.
4: That's the way you want it. All right. So we'll go that way and uh, take
0: a look. All right. Just so you know, it'll take you about eight to ten hours to investigate the walls.
4: Okay. I have no plans.
0: No, no, I know. I'm just saying it's like an all
4: day thing. Just so you know. That's fine. I'll ask her before I turn her like, oh, would you? Do me a favor then, and uh, as I go and investigate this, can you just send word back to where you have a staying that I'm on this errand for you so that if my friends come back and they don't see me, they know where I am?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, That's no problem at all. Thank you for your help. Thank you. You are doing the city a, a, a great service.
4: Well, we'll see what I find out. And then I'll sneak off into the city.
0: So as you head out into the city and investigate the walls, can you please give me either an arcana check or a crafting check? or architecture
4: i mean any excuse to use architecture lore right i was so excited when i saw this part of the book <laughs> it's my weakest skill but you know gotta use it
2: yeah use it if you got it yeah, how often yeah
0: all right
4: so this one's how gonna go and take a look all right so i'm gonna cut
0: back to everyone else for those million hours that you're out there walking around but I will let you know that that is a critical success.
1: (gasps) Yes. Nice.
0: Nice. All right, cool. Would you like to use a hero point to reroll? No, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to give you the
4: options. Hey, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So you discover an irregularity in the protective runes along the western portion of the wall. A subtle distortion of stone and magic that is the sign of repetitive strain. And while no obvious source for this strain is apparent, the distortions suggest that the hidden source lies somewhere underground in the immediate area. Unfortunately, further research into the city documents and architectural plans do not reveal the existence of any underground chambers in that area, suggesting that either no such chambers exist, or if it does, the records are either faulty or missing.
4: Or I wonder if someone's tunneling under the wall.
0: Or
2: if there's a secret dark forge that might
4: be... Sure, yeah, the Shadow Forge, right?
2: Yeah, those Scars, or whatever his name is.
4: Skarsgard? One of the, he's one of the Skarsgard brothers?
2: <laughs>
0: Bill! Bill Skarsgård is the one tunneling under <laughs> and he's going to show up like, looking like Pennywise. Classic Bill.
1: We see him. He's like, hiya, Georgie. Go, oh, okay. Yeah.
4: Hiya, down. <laughs> hey, weird clown. You want know to think about these walls being strained? <laughs> we all float down here. <laughs> Doesn't answer my question. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.
4: This is a new city. I don't know that that's not normal.
2: Right. <laughs> Strange clowns lying in sewers delivering boats.
4: Is no means for government? (laughs) Yeah. No basis for government?
0: Yeah. Matt, this is going to mean nothing to you, but you get two points towards a minimum number that you guys need to get. So you have two. And then let's go back to Christine and Heidi. So, ooh, and Soraya, what are you guys doing now?
2: So we've heard that there are... Rumors of Dark Forge, right? Who knows the names of two people that are missing? And I've heard that like 10 more are missing from two of the guilds. Correct. Well, we can go investigate. See if any of the leaders know something. I I assume Brianna is talking to the Faith guild already. We could go investigate the
3: finery and see if they are willing to tell us anything about their missing members. That sounds lovely. And besides, they might have some really pretty things over there.
0: To the finery guild. So as you make your way to the Guild of Finery, you see adorned Stokes Dollinger, who is the leader of the Guild of Finery who you spoke to, and they welcome you in and ask you what's going on. Hi. What's your deal? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, how can I help you? What's going on?
2: Well, in following up with some of the things we had discussed with the council, we've just been trying to see if there's anything we can find out about what's going on, and we, we have heard rumors that there are some folk perhaps missing from the ranks of the guild. We would love to help try and find them again if you need assistance with that.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, you're speaking of Algret,
2: right? Among others. I, I heard it may, it may have been almost a dozen. Oh, no. We're only missing Algret. Well, yes, if he is missing, and especially if you fear he might be in danger.
0: You see, the last time anyone saw Algret was in public, a couple of days before someone else vanished.
3: How long ago was this?
0: About a week? There were some strange letters left behind. The letter appeared on my desk the morning after Algret disappeared. According to the letter, Algrit claimed that she had been feeling extremely nauseated from a pregnancy which she had hid because she thought her friends might not approve of the clandestine relationship that led her to maternity. In the letters, she claimed that she had been engaged in a series of trysts with a charming man from High Helm. The letter says that she would be checking in with this physics guild and not to worry if she didn't return to duty for a while. Algret didn't seem like the type to hide a relationship for fear of what her friends might think. She had always been outspoken about her preferences and unflinching in her decisions. No one in the physics guild had seen Algret either, which is also strange. Well, some of the physics guild sometimes hides information about the patients to protect their privacy, I don't believe that their guild is covering up anything.
2: Would you be able to show us where Algret was living before she vanish. So we might be able to see if there's anything we can unearth.
0: Uh, Sure. Absolutely. And he takes you like upstairs of this building where you see a bunch of rooms. And he takes you to one of the rooms. And inside it, it's a, a small living quarters. There's a bed with a quill and some paper. You see that there's still clothes in the closet as well as some personal goods all littered around the room.
3: Has anyone touched this room, come in here, or anything like that since she's been gone?
0: Just myself, trying to see if she had returned at all. Can we sense bullshit on this guy? Yeah, go ahead and roll Perception. 34. 34. All right. So with a 34, you're fairly certain that this guy is telling the truth.
2: And is there anything we notice about the room that might seem off in any
0: way? No, it doesn't look like there was a struggle or anything. It looks like someone left for the day and hasn't come back.
3: Would we be able to investigate the room to see if there's any hidden compartments or stashed papers or anything like that? Yeah.
0: Go ahead and roll perception.
3: 35.
0: That is a success. So as you look around, there's nothing really here that points in any direction. And then as you look at a like discarded piece of paper, it looks like it's directions to the Earthfire District, which is the, I don't want to say forge because that's not necessarily the right word, but the like religious district slash where the forge is. That's where Brianna is right now.
2: I don't know if that's where things are pointing, is there anything else we can assist you with? Anything else we should know before we
0: head out? No, uh, is, unless there's anything else that you would like to look at before you leave. You're helping me out immensely, and I very much appreciate that. So whatever you need, I can assist you with. Y'all, yeah, they're flirting with you.
3: She's mine. She's taken. She's spoken for. You can't have this one.
0: Oh, Ew. what? Are we not doing this? That's (laughs) not what I meant, but it's good to know.
3: I mean, if she consents, that's one thing, but it didn't sound like she was consenting, so I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) And I push past him and I leave.
0: All right. You guys head towards the Earth Fire District, and then say you get there right as Brianna finishes up what she was doing, and you all bump into each other.
3: Girl's trip.
1: Brianna's covered in blood. Oh, I didn't see... Oh, sorry. I didn't see you guys. Well, then. I'm kidding, Vinny. What? It's
3: ketchup. It's ketchup. It's all right. I'm sticky, too. Yeah, everyone is dead. As you walk in, you see
0: everyone in the forge has been brutally murdered. She's a little
1: missive that only reads Order 66. Oh, too sick. Anyway. Uh, no.
0: Even the younglings.
1: Even the younglings. Um, oh, hello. It's it's good to see the pair of you
2: here. We thought we might find you here.
1: Well, I figured if there was anybody I could speak to and relate to it, we would, would be the religious figure, so might as well. Also, I might have missed it. My, my brain's a little fuzzy today. Is word with me or what's he
0: doing? He's at a spa, I think. Yeah, he went to a spa.
2: He was busking and then he went to a spa.
5: Mmm. Cucumbers are good.
2: My back feels a little bit
1: lighter somehow. Uh, I'm guessing sword is also off there, hopefully not causing too much ruckus. What have you found?
3: Well, something about blue crabs, I didn't really pay attention. However, there's two people gone missing. We discovered there's something about a hidden forge or a shadow forge.
1: Interesting.
3: Algret from the Guild of Finery and signs point to this district.
2: Wait, there's a shadow forge district? No, we found a note in her room that appears to have directions here to the Earthfire District. We've also heard rumors that there is a Shadow Forge somewhere about. And Sean,
1: to clarify, that is clearly something to do with Drokar, the Shadow Forge.
0: Yes. He's known as the Shadow Forge Keeper.
1: Okay. That is curious. That is the information I, I had gathered while while speaking to the people here, at least the fact that they're concerned that Rokar the, the Shadowforge Keeper, has uh, sympathizers here and a possible cult has begun and they're just not entirely sure where it is or how to root it out. So hopefully we'll be able to help in that regard and that will also lead us to where the triad is.
2: That's my thought. If there's a a dark shadow forge happening, well, someone has to be making the manacles for the Scarlet Triad, and we know we've seen dwarves about with them, so... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We should find the rest of the party
1: and see what
2: information we've all
1: relayed together. But you you had something to do here? You said you were looking for someone.
2: There was a, a note in her room that led here. We could ask the folks here if they know anything about it.
1: Sure. And this woman is missing?
2: Allegedly, she left about a week ago because she was feeling nauseous from a pregnancy she was hiding. But according to the guild leader, this is very much unlike her. She would not be hiding this kind of thing for fear of repercussion or others' opinions. This seems out of character.
1: I see. Interesting. Okay, then Then let us go back inside, and they're very kind, and we can certainly ask if they had seen this woman in the last week, and if uh, they know where her next steps were, and then from there we can meet up with the rest of the party.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you've already spoken with them, then Leon. Sure. So, as you head back in to speak with the Guildmaster, Sentinel Stoneborn approaches you, who is the Guildmaster of the Guild of Faith. Can I help you with anything? Hello, Guildmaster.
1: We actually had a a couple questions regarding somebody who has been potentially missing over the last week or so, and my companions here have found a note in in her belongings detailing that this was her last known location, and, and we were hoping that you'd be able to help us clean some light. To the situation, perhaps.
0: Oh, um, who's who's missing? Brianna will look at her companions <laughs> to help with names.
3: <laughs> Algret from the Guild of Finery.
0: Oh, interesting. No, I haven't seen her.
3: But we are also
0: missing someone from our guild. Zamak, Z-A-M-A-K. That's
3: the second name we picked up. Well, perhaps they were planning on meeting up then. Hmm. Do you know if Zamak and Algret have had relations?
0: No, no, no. Zamak was married to Olga. Well, maybe we should find this Olga and speak to her. Albert was single then? Yes, as far as I know. What I can tell you is Zamak and Olga, a married couple from the dwarven land of Laird, arrived in Kovlar. The couple rented rooms in one of the city's most expensive inns, the Gold Sky Inn. But after a very public argument about finances in the city center, Zamak stormed out of the inn to seek separate lodging at a much less expensive site called Sleep Like a Stone. When Olga went looking for her husband at the other inn the next day, Zamak vanished without a trace. Olga's still at the Gold Sky Inn, if you'd like to speak with her.
3: I think that may be our next stop. Before we go, have you heard of a hidden or Shadow Forge?
0: You see that their eyes get big. No. And anyone worshipping that heathen Droskar should be burned at the stake immediately.
3: Indeed. While we respect that, we believe that these two may potentially have ties to that. Zamax in your guild, you said?
0: Zamax is in my guild, yes.
3: Is there any way you could lead us? to his workstation or quarters or?
0: Sure, absolutely. They take you over to a very clean looking station. All of the bandages have been put away and everything has been kind of cleaned up like someone was leaving for the weekend.
3: Okay. Any investigations to be made from this? Do you think it was not even worth it?
1: I don't know. I mean, we can take a quick look around to see if there's anything out of place or a note or something. But to me, it looks like we're, I don't know, he wasn't expecting to, at least this does not give us any information that he was expecting to go anywhere.
2: Yeah, this doesn't seem like somebody fleeing or anything.
1: Right. But then again, like, would he do that here or in his home?
2: I mean, I think it's worth it to talk to Olga. His wife.
1: How would it just be the three of us doing all this? Like, we should be doing this together
0: so before we see Olga or anything. Twin Talon's still investigating walls and whatnot, so...
2: And knife sword's having a mud bath, so... Have it. Do we want to split up? Is that what we're saying?
1: No, I'm trying to say the opposite. I would rather do this all together.
0: Rather fetch everybody else. It is also pretty late at night. Like, you guys could all rest. And start this again in the morning after. Unless you think the trail is going to go cold. Is it going to go cold?
3: I don't think his wife is going anywhere. Let's wait until morning.
2: We can see what the others have learned, if anything, and make a plan of attack.
0: All right. Well, let's do this. If you want to come up with a plan of attack in the morning, let's give it some time for you guys to converse. Like, I don't know, let's say pick a random arbitrary number. A week? Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, weird, weird. Yeah, a week. Weird, 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 weird.
3: (laughs) Very arbitrary.
0: In that week, you guys can also look for a 12th level item of common or uncommon rarity and let me know what you guys want. All righty. Okay. Okay.
2: Wee. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, everyone.
4: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Please visit us at crackdiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at Sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at EpidemicSound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoreto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, Thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast.